0: Amen. Amen. Next we will hear the voice of Lacentian Sean Jenkins. You have to floor. Ooh, can y'all hear me? Man, what a song, man. Did y'all hear the lyrics? Earth has no sorrows that heaven cannot heal. Boy, we're about to praise the Lord today. That literally ties in with what I'm gonna be speaking about today. So I got a few questions for you guys. How many people on this call would say that they are an original, right? How many people on this call would say that they do not copy anyone or anything? You see, I'm a perfectionist. So when I study scripture, when I meditate on God's word, I read a whole lot of commentary. I listen to a whole lot of sermons, right? And you know what I tend to do? I tend to copy what other people are saying. I tend to copy what other people do. And I tend to copy what I see, right? Am I the only one that does that? And I do that because I fear being myself, right? And I fear that if I'm being my, if I be who I am, That it's not going to be good enough. And then I also feel like in my biggest fear is not saying things the right way or adequately enough, like some of these preachers be doing, right? So I just want things to go perfect for this call. Obviously, I want to be used by God mightily. I want him to change and transform lives, right? I want the Holy Spirit to be felt and be moving every single time I open my mouth, any and everywhere I find myself, but especially when I preach, right? So how can God have his way if I'm not being myself? You know how can God have his way if I'm being a copy being like somebody else right? how can God have his way if I'm trying to preach like other people? how can God fully minister if i only try to if I'm only trying to mimic what I've seen and heard right so in psalms one forty eight uh thank you for the worship leader reading that because that really saves me on my time limit thank you so much i, I hate time limits but anyways so <laughs> this is one of the many lessons i learned from psalms 148 and what we'll be focusing in on on this sermon today so today i'm finally going to be myself i'm finally going to let the lord use me and this message comes straight from the holy spirit for me to use so i pray that it blesses everybody so the title of my lesson guys i know the people critiquing me are waiting for this the title of my lesson all right title all right Get it. Praise God in the way he created you specifically to praise him. Right. Praise God in the way that he created you to specifically praise him. So one of the things that bugs me when people give a sermonette is I feel like most people, especially with a call with preachers, like we just analyze stuff differently. Right. I'm not the only one that does it. I know I'm not. So a lot of times we don't really listen. Right. So I'm, I'm asking you guys to pay attention. A lot of times we're planting seeds on thorns and rocky ground. So I'm asking you guys to make sure you have good soul for this one, all right? I haven't started yet, all right? So I pray that uh, the people who are critiquing don't only look to just air their opinion, like the Bible says, and only look in critique, all right? Because you're going to miss a lot of stuff if you do that. So fair warning, one of the biggest lessons I learned from Psalms 148 was this, be who God created you to be, right? Be who God created you to be. So no matter what other people say about you, no matter what their opinions are, no matter what, just be yourself. Right? Just like the cameo song. We got some older people on the call. Y'all know who cameo is from the 70s and 80s. Don't play. That's one of my dad's favorite groups. But, anyways, this message is also for the fellow I sent you. At any time you give your sermonette or you preach somewhere, I want you to remember this message, right? All right. So, guys, does one need a heart in order to praise the Lord? Does one need legs, a mouth, be able to hear, talk, or see in order to praise the Lord? Penny Crosby, she was blind, right? Helen Keller was blind and couldn't see, right? And they still praise the Lord, right? So, the answer to these questions that I just asked is an astounding no, obviously, right? And let's talk about the sun and moon, right? So in Psalms 148, verse 3, one of my favorite verses in this whole entire text says, praise ye him, sun and moon, praise him, all ye stars of light, right? So the sun and moon doesn't have a mouth, but does this stop them from praising the Lord? Psalms 148 literally tells them to praise the Lord. And verse 9, of psalms 148 it says mountains and all hills fruitful trees and all cedar oh man the mountains and hills can they sing do they have a mouth it says that they praise the lord can they burn the trees they don't have hands to clap but does that stop them from praising the lord do they need hands to clap like us and be human in order to praise the lord let's talk about the rest of Psalms 148 guys i wish i could say way more but i only got 10 minutes You can go to my YouTube channel and see way more on this. I talk a lot about this. So anyways, does one need to be a king of the earth? That's what verse 11 says of Psalm 148, verse 11. Kings of the earth and all people, princes, and all judges of the earth. Does one need to be a king in order to praise the Lord? Does one need to be president or the Pope in order to praise the Lord? Does one need to be a person in order to praise the Lord? We literally read that in Psalms 148. It ain't just people praising the Lord, guys. Matter of fact, people were the last people spoken of in Psalms 148, in the whole creation story. Psalms 148 is a reflection in a collection and resembles the creation story. of Genesis 1, it's repeating it, and it starts at the top down. So in leadership, with the preachers and the people in the pulpit. It starts with you. It starts in the pulpit. Praise starts at the top. Okay, I'm, I'm losing my, I don't need to go there. But anyways, let's talk deep. Let's go deeper in verse 11. What it's basically saying is you don't need to be rich. You don't need to be a celebrity. You don't need to be well-known. You don't need to be popular or liked by the world. You don't need to be a Pharisee. So the highest of the highest, the, the most prestigious and the holy rollers in order to praise the Lord. You know how some people like to divide, you know, you guys get what I'm saying. Verse 12, let's read that one. Both young men and maidens, old men and children, they must praise the Lord. So, you know, women were discriminated in this time period, right? In the Bible, we know that. I can't believe they would ever do that to a wonderful woman, man. Women are awesome. But anyways, maidens, young, virgins, old, what is that talking about? Let's go deeper. It's talking about the neglected, the unknown, the lowly, the poor, the obscure, the inferior, the people who are looked at as ordinary, unspectacular, and unlikable. These people must praise the Lord. So let's bring combine verse 11 and 12. So no matter if you are rich or poor, atheist or Christian, fat or skinny, whether you're wrinkly or your skin is as smooth as a baby's butt, so you're young, right? (laughs) Whether you're young or old, animate or inanimate objects, which means living or not, living can talk or not, clap their hands or not, angels or demons even. God doesn't discriminate. God doesn't show any partiality. God isn't biased. He wants everyone to come and join in the course of praise in this whole creation story because he created you. That's what first five says. Because he created you, he gets to tell you what to do. Hallelujah, man. So no matter who you are, no matter what you are, you must you must praise the Lord. God wants your praise. God wants your praise and mine. So God's calling you specifically to praise him. So nothing's too high to praise God, and nothing is too low to praise God. And we see that with verse one through four. I'm not gonna read it. I can't afford to read it. But it talks about how the angels in the the cherubim, they're in the holies of holies, even though they sit so high, even though they're so high up, the sun and the moon, the stars and the meteors, the heavens of the heavens. No matter who you are, no matter how high you sit, you must praise the Lord, right? Did you guys come ready to praise the Lord today? Man, we're about to praise the Lord. Man, I ain't got to it yet. So nothing is too lowly to praise the Lord. That's what it says in verse seven and 10. That's what we talked about with the young woman and the orphans and the maidens. So these people were unwanted in that time period. Orphans, are you kidding me? In that time period? Yes. So worms, worms are called to praise of God. Just what it says in verse 10, when it says creeping things, creeping things on the earth must praise the Lord. So stars that are undiscovered. So even though you're undiscovered, even though you're not seen, that was another sermon that I was going to do. But you guys got to tune in my YouTube channel to check that one out. But stars, even though they're undiscovered, sea creatures, even though we don't know half of them. Did you know that 95% of space we don't, men have, have, we haven't discovered yet? Did you know that 80% of the sea we haven't discovered yet? So that means there's fishes and there's stars we don't know. There's planets that we don't know. But this, does this stop them from praising the Lord? So do you feel unnoticed? Do you feel unseen? Keep on praising him because God sees you. Can I get an amen? What are we preaching now? So nothing is exempt in all creation from praising the Lord. Nothing's too good to praise the Lord and nothing is too inferior to praise the Lord. So let's use animals as an example in verse 10. So I'm pointing out verse 10, but I didn't read it. So beasts and all cattle, creeping things and flying foul. Flying foul means eagles, pigeons, all, all things that can fly, right? So even animals are doing what God created them to do. That's how they praise the Lord. So how does the sun, the moon, the stars, ducks, termites, pigeons, Sharks, fish, ants, the sky, pigs, cows, you name it. How are all of them praising the Lord? How are all of them glorifying God? Here's here's how they do it, by doing what God created them to do. This is the whole point of of my sermon today. So these creatures do not need to be you in order to praise God, right? So praise God in a way that he made you specifically to praise him. It doesn't praise God if an eagle is able to fly, but yet it wants to wallow in the mud like a pig, right? That's stupid, God called an eagle to be able to fly. He called an eagle to be able to soar. He called an eagle to not be a pig, right? It's an eagle, right? So you're not called to fly, so you don't need to try to fly like an eagle, obviously <laughs> God made you to do something else, and that glorifies when you do what he called you and purposed you to specifically do so and then let's bring that even further just because you're not the sun and moon like we talked about with verse three. So, what is, let's go deeper with verse three. It's talking about the sun is seen, the moon is seen, we see it, it's visible, it's public, it's prominent, it's unnoticeable. I mean, it's noticeable, right? And it's popular, right? Everybody knows the sun and moon, right? So, just because you're not the sun and moon, just because you're not popular and widely known and all that stuff, doesn't mean you're not praising God. So, for my altar call, I'm doing something a little different. I mean, hopefully, we got a call full of ministers and leaders of the faith right? So you should be born again. You should be blood bright. You should be a messenger of the Lord, you know, so and all those things, right? So here goes a few questions for you guys. Are you obeying the Lord by doing what he called you specifically to do? Are you doing exactly what God has purposed you to do here on this earth? And does one need to be able to preach in order to do, uh, in order to praise the Lord? Does one need to be able to sing like El barge like Mariah Carey or Aretha Franklin, like we just heard in order to praise the Lord? I wish I could but that's not what God called me to do, right? So does one need to be Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King? Does one need to be Reverend Lisa Hammons? Does one need to be Reverend Anthony Sinkfield? Does one need to be my father, Reverend Frederick L. Jenkins Sr. in order to praise the Lord? It's an astounding no. So here goes my last point. Praise looks different for all of us. You don't need to praise God like someone else. God wanted you to praise him in the way that he specifically made you to praise him. So praise him in that way. So I'm going to share my screen. I think I reached time, but uh, just uh, I'll I'll send my social media pages. Guys, uh, there's a playlist on my social media on my uh, YouTube channel uh, for Psalms 148. You'll see all my sermons and Bible studies I did on all that. But I'll make sure to share it in the chat. I won't worry about sharing my screen, but thanks for having me, guys. You guys have a good one.